Hello and welcome to the Graphics Profiles, the official podcast of Graphics Pro and Graphics Pro Expo, covering the graphics market online, in print, and in person. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson. Our guest for episode 47 is Adam Sumner, owner of Rapix Imaging and Rapix Academy, both based in Burbank, California. Adam is a regular fixture at RapsCon, whose expertise goes far beyond just final installation. But before we get into his perspective on where the market is and where it's headed, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Epson. If you're in the printing industry, then you should check out the latest release from Epson, the SureColor R5070 and R5070L printers. This is an all-new line of 64-inch roll-to-roll signage printers with the unique ability of printing with resin ink. Using resin ink holds many advantages, such as diverse media compatibility, quick dry for immediate lamination, and water-based inks with GreenGuard Gold certification. The R-series of printers were intentionally built and designed to help businesses realize customer loyalty and continuous, fast, efficient, and accurate printing across all jobs. Check out this innovative Epson line of signage printers at www.epson.com resin. And we're back with Adam Sumner of Rapix Imaging and Rapix Academy. Uh, so, Adam, I'm really uh, stoked to have you on the show. You know, um, you've been a fixture at RapsCon at Graphics Pro Expo as a as an expert panelist, a judge, and all around good guy. So, you know, this year we're we're going to do um, RapsCon is going to be in Long Beach, California, in August this year. And you know, one of the things is we look forward to that event. Was there anything that kind of piqued your interest or things that you found out from the other uh, expert panelists, all the other people that come to RapsCon? Was there anything that you found um, this year at the events that kind of piqued your interest? It kind of, uh, or you thought maybe we're all struggling with the same things. I'm not sure, you know, because it's been a weird couple of years. Um, well, I think uh, this year was was kind of uh, a special year in, in the fact for me, it had been the first event that I was at, you know, since the whole COVID and everything kind of happened. Right. Um, and I think one of the the real interesting things that, that I found is just how uh, the community and the industry has come together so much and people are so willing to share um, you know, the ups and downs of everything that, that has been going on, you know, and, and the, the time that I get to spend and talk to different people that are out there like John Duver and, you know, Justin paid and, you know, all these pillars of the industry and just, just how people are willing to, to share the information, um, you know, with one another has been really huge. I think that another thing that I saw is just, the the amount of new, um, suppliers and and stuff that are coming out in the industry and and bringing out you know new color change materials and you know even with the the print companies the people that are manufacturing printing um equipment and and vinyls and and all that kind of stuff is just that you know even through the the hard times that we've had the last the last few years i think that you know the industry is still trying to push itself forward and it was just a real exciting thing to see um you know that even though we've all been struggling um, and that there have been some, some things we've had to kind of work around a little bit through, you know, material shortages and, and um, you know, being able to get equipment and, and all that kind of stuff. I know I had bought some equipment during, during the COVID time. And, you know, it used to be, you could call in on a, on a Friday and have something delivered by the next Monday, you know, and, and now it's of, Hey, it's going to be three months out, you know? And I think that was kind of a, 
kind of something that was, you know, a little bit disheartening, but then you go to this event and you see that, you know, that all the vendors and, and suppliers and, and people are out there really trying to push, push forward and, and bring new things out that are going to help speed us up on installation and, and help speed us up with production as far as, you know, printing equipment becoming a little bit quicker and, and colors coming out a little bit more vibrant. I think it was just great to kind of be in that realm and, and see, you know, that the industry is still moving forward, even though we felt like it was going kind of slow during that period. Mm -hmm. And so I, what I'm hearing is that you're finding that uh, there's still a lot of innovation in in the market, in the industry itself, and especially among the manufacturers and suppliers that you're really trying to push forward and trying to make, make your job easier, really make it more efficient, provide you with more um, options. Was there anything that really kind of caught your eye um, in particular? Are there certain, um, innovations that uh, others should be looking for that are going to help them, whether an installer, a designer, whatever the case might be. Have you seen some of that? You know, some of the new stuff that that I saw come out was, um, you know, some of the color uh, PPF films from like Flexi Shield and stuff, and that was kind of a new product that that I had never really seen before. And you know, I had heard heard it talked about, especially over the, you know, COVID time when we weren't really doing events. And you know, you can only go so much off of what you what you hear online or through other people, or you know, but actually being able to see it firsthand, it was it was a pretty cool product, you know, and and. Uh, so I think it was it was really fun to be able to see that some some of these innovative things come out and be able to see them in person was was huge. Right. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, too, is the everybody's struggling with the supply chain. And that's been an issue and it's an ongoing issue. And yeah, I really don't know when it's going to end. Um, maybe this year, I hope I'm always hopeful, always optimistic. But what, what's been your response to that? What's been the Rapix Imaging's response to the supply chain issues and what did you find from the people that you talked to at RapsCon about that? I, I know there's no kind of uh, magic bullet for this, but maybe there are some things that you can do to kind of mitigate the supply chain issues. You know, the, the one, the one thing that I think everybody kind of goes back on is, Oh, we just need to order more material. And I think one thing that we did when, um, when we started to notice that there were issues with, with supplies is not only did we, we try to stock the stuff that was, you know, more regular that, that we were going through. Um, but one thing we really did is we took a look at, at our operation and, um, and how we were producing materials, um, and how we were laying graphics out and, um, how we were designing things to, um, yield more output out of a single role. You know, every, every role that you buy, you're pretty much given 150 feet and that's never going to change. Right. So, you know, if I know that I only have one role on my shelf, um, you know, it's important for us to, to, to be able to figure out how to yield as much out of that role as possible. And I think that that's one thing it really changed the way that we design and output a lot of our graphics in that we were able to, you know, maybe some customers that we were always trying to push full wraps on, you know, this was a good time for us to kind of dial that back down and, and start offering more partial graphics. And in return, we saw two things. One, we would yield more out of our roles, right? Because we were producing partial wraps instead of full wraps. Mm -hmm. And two, at the end of the day, we were making way more money. 
Um, you know, I think that a lot of times people think that, Hey, the full wrap that comes out of the shop is, is, you know, Oh man, they're, they're killing it. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You give me 10 partial wraps versus three full wraps and I'll take those 10 all day long. Um, and you know, I will, I'll make way more money on those because time is on, on your side when it comes to partial wraps, as far as one production and two installation, you know, a full wrap, if we're pumping out one a day or one every other day, we're really, really happy, um, with partial wraps. Sometimes we can pump out four or five a day. Um, and, and the dollars that we were seeing come in, taking that, that, you know, approach to things, um, really helped us out, especially through, through the material shortages and stuff. And, you know, really just trying again to, to yield as much out of each roll of vinyl that we had on the shelves and design accordingly so that we could make sure we're maximizing everything that we have come in and, and try and keep the amount of waste that we're throwing out, you know, because every, you know, you got three, four feet left over on a roll and, and that stuff adds up really quick. And so finding creative ways to utilize all that stuff really helped us out through that, through that period. Can you give me a specific instance of uh, utilizing usually would be kind of, I guess, waste material, you know, like I'm at the end of the roll, I've got a little bit left. Uh, it, it, is there, are there ways that you can take that excess material that doesn't really kind of fit and make it into something better, I guess? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, uh, for a lot of our customers, you know, we, we, uh, we really try to, to nail colors and stuff like that. So we're always printing a ton of test prints and things. So one thing that we did is, um, all test prints would be done on partial rolls that we had laying around, um, that weren't done on, on a factory brand new roll. So we weren't cutting into, you know, to 150 foot roll when we're printing, you know, two feet, three feet of, of test prints, you know? Um, so saving, saving rolls behind, um, you know, when there's just not enough on there to actually run a full job, but there is enough to, to run a couple test prints, you know, making sure that we kind of label those and put those aside on its own special rack that we know that, Hey, look, when we're running test prints, go ahead and change. Yeah. It takes a little bit of time to change the machine out, but when you can't get the material for two weeks, changing the machine out, it's nothing, you know? So, um, that's one, one thing that we would do. Um, you know, and, and same thing with our laminates. We, we have a, um, a CWT, laminating table um and that that's been huge especially for the 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 short stuff because you know when you have someone that comes in and you know we get the people that call in or walk in and say hey i want to you know 24 by 36 movie poster and it's like okay so we print it out real quick and hey look at that partial roll of laminate that's over there let's go ahead and throw it on the table laminated instead of webbing it up because Mm -hmm. it eats into film you know webbing it up and uh as far as the laminator is concerned so you know, there's, there's all those little types of things, uh, the, the little stuff that comes through saving those rolls aside to, to be able to just kind of knock one of those prints out real quick, really, really did add up, you know, and, and sometimes it's easy when, you know, you look at the machine and say, Hey, you know, I've got 40 C loaded up and I know this job needs to be on 40 C, but it's only, you know, 40 inches of film, but you've got a five foot, you know, leftover piece over there, take the extra time to, to pull that full roll off the machine and load up a partial so that we could just get that one little print out without having to eat into larger chunked rolls is, is kind of how we helped save, save ourselves from having to order so much extra film to always have on hand. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, Epson. 
Aligned with Epson's high image quality reputation, the SureColor R series has the latest generation of Precision Core TFP printhead technology. Not only can the printhead be easily replaced by users, it also enables highly consistent color quality, a key aspect of wall panel prints and repeat print jobs. This is especially helpful for clients with a specific logo or brand color. Thanks to the large ink supply in both the R5070 and R5070L, production managers can print more and change their ink supply less often. When they do, production still doesn't slow, thanks to the hot swap functionality for continuous printing on the R5070L. Epson knows their users care about productivity and customer satisfaction. Check out this innovative Epson line of signage printers at www.epson.com resin. I'm here with Adam Sumner of Rapix Imaging and Rapix Academy. It seems like um, these crises, if you will, supply chain, COVID, all the nonsense that came along with that, um, it kind of forces you to take a look at your business and and do those things that save on materials and waste and time, really, yeah. so that it really it forces you to kind of streamline your business a bit. So probably creates almost best practices moving forward for you so that you are utilizing as much of your product as you can and maximizing everything. And so you save money in the process and therefore more profitable. Yeah. That's a great thing. Okay. (laughs) Um, What do you think is the general state of the vinyl install market right now? And, and, you know, one of the things I've, I know about you, Adam, is that it's not just vehicles, you know, it's not just let's wrap a vehicle. It's, it's uh, buildings, it's walls, it's, you know, anything that you can apply vinyl to. So what, what do you see kind of going on in the, in the market right now? Are there any trends? Are there are there things that customers are coming to you for that uh, maybe you hadn't thought of before? Or um, just some new avenues that maybe pe- people should be looking at for their vinyl install business or their sign business, graphic business, whatever it is, right? <laughs> you know, with the vehicle stuff, I've I've seen in the last two years just the the sheer volume of people that are wanting to come in for color changes or, or things like that. Um, you know, it was for, for a while that wasn't, that wasn't a very large focus on our business by any means. Cause we were, you know, so big in the red carpet event industry and we do a ton of stuff for, for movies and TV just because of where we're located out in Burbank. And those are mostly printed graphics and is what you're yeah, saying. Those right? are, those okay. are all printed graphics really. Yep. So general public, as far as dealing with, you know, color changes and things like that, it just wasn't really on our radar because we were so busy on all this other stuff. Well, then you fast forward through COVID and, you know, all our red carpet events, there was no, there was nothing going on. Right. And so we really had to kind of reinvent ourselves and, um, you know, just kind of go after some things that we were normally kind of just pushing by the wayside. And, you know, I think that people that are, are in the the printing industry and some are kind of a little nervous getting into, um, you know, the color change market. Um, I, I think that it's something that is definitely worth taking a look at, um, because it's just getting busier, right. You know, look at paint protection film and, and, and window tinting and stuff like that, you know, for, for a long time, you know, when I got in this industry, that was kind of like, Oh, that's, that's a whole another side of the market. Well, really now we're getting people we're, we're listed as a print shop on Google yet people are calling us all the time about paint protection film and, mm. and stuff like that. So I think that there's, 
you know, with everything that's kind of gone on in the industry and and how those lines have kind of blurred and, and kind of all came together. I think that, you know, if you're looking to diversify and kind of open up your business to new markets, you know, I think that, you know, looking at the paint protection film and looking at color changes are, are two really good ways to kind of, kind of bring stuff in. Um, and then as far as, as the, the printing side, like I, I said earlier on, on partial wraps is those people that are looking to kind of get into or, or, or trying to start into the vehicle wrap side of things. That's a, that's a real easy way to kind of, kind of get into it. That doesn't, doesn't take a ton of, of, installation experience as far as you know you're not having to maybe work around door handles or you're not having to take mirrors off because your graphics are all below those sections Mm -hmm. Um, those are those are real good ways to kind of kind of get into it i found that you know especially through the whole covid thing people aren't afraid of of spending money to to market their businesses um and i think that you know really following up with your customers and and um letting them know all the things that you can do really helps out. We had a customer come into our shop about three months ago um, and they came in and they just, they wanted some door logos for, for their vehicle. And it was a a restaurant kind of uh, place. And, you know, we said, okay, no problem. So we did some door logos for their, for their vehicle. And uh, you know, then it was like, well, Hey, you know, do you have any, you know, graphics inside your, inside your restaurant. And they said, well, no, we haven't really thought about that yet. So we, we mocked up a a little branding kind of thing for them. And next thing you know, they came in for, you know, what would have been $300 for door logos. They ended up spending about 3,800 bucks with, with interior graphics. And so really marketing yourself and, and explaining to people that are calling in every day, the capabilities that you have with the equipment that is inside your shop can can really help take what seems like a, a small little minuscule you know $300 door logo job into something that you're like hey that that was a good day yeah that's a really good point and you know when you talk about you know doing uh, color change ppf 10 and that not necessarily being associated with a graphic shop but uh, people are looking for that and what type of clientele is that who who is looking for color change ppf tint and are there are there ways to reach that market or are they just kind of coming to you they're finding you yeah i mean it's it's all different types of people from all different types of walk of life you know and mm-hmm. and i think that the the one thing that that's most important you know is before you get into that market is 100% have the training behind you in in order to do it you know yeah. um to make sure that you're doing it correctly and and do it on some of your own vehicles to make sure it's something that you want to get yourself into. You know, I, I know a lot of people have started in the PPF market and they're like, you know what, that just I, I want to stick with wraps and, and I'll be honest, I'm I'm kind of one of those guys. I and that's just that's just how I am, where I have guys in my shop that are like, Hey, I'd I'd rather do PPF all day long than I'd rather wrap a car. And so, you know, I think one is is really kind of getting into it. And then as far as the the marketing side of things, you know, um it it really comes down to to just putting your putting it out there, right? Sure. Well, what do you see are the biggest challenges facing the market in the next few years, or even the next year? I mean, we're looking at twenty twenty three right now. It's right in front of us. Do you see some challenges facing the market? And we've talked about supply chain, obviously, but is there anything else that you see? You know, we want to find quality guys that are going to to help us out, especially with, with installation wise, right? Like I could, I could have a thousand printers if I wanted to, it doesn't matter how much I can print if I don't have enough guys to put it on. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that is, that is a huge challenge that, you know, I, I personally have seen in my own business over the last year. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's going to continue um, just because like right now I've been, I have out there, you know, different um, job application stuff out there and trying to get them in from like Indeed and all different types of places and uh, just trying to, to find the right fit for different positions, I think is, is one thing that we're going to start seeing more of. And, and even more so in the, in the installation side is trying to find quality installers is, is really difficult. And that's why I think it's, it's one of those things that, you know, if you have people that are in your, have been working for your organization for a while, or have, have been in your, your company for a while, you know, maybe investing in them and and getting some training in them is something that will really help you through those times. Because right now, I mean, this industry is still booming and there's still a ton of wraps getting laid down every single day, but there's just a shortage of quality certified installers. Have you found some ways to kind of get around that? Or have you found some ways that have been working for you to find good people to work at your shop? Um, you know, I mean, for me, um, I've, I've kind of a little bit of an unfair advantage to other people in that I am a 3M trainer and I do teach 3M training classes, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I do have the ability to train people from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so for me, that's kind of one advantage that I have. Um, sure. but I, I would definitely recommend to people to, you know, send, send people out to a third party training. Cause as, as, as well as you think that you could, you could train someone, um, them learning from, from someone else. Sometimes I have found is easier. I think that, that really investing in, in your employees and whether you take a 3M training or somebody else's training, I think it's important to, to send those installers to those trainings. And, and maybe you'll find that, you can take that that green guy that normally, if you would have trained him under your own wing, would have taken a year or a year and a half to get him to a, a quality that that you're looking for or speed that you're looking for. That maybe taking one of these trainings would would really help them out and and progress them a little bit further. Do you have any advice about finding a good candidate and screening those candidates before you actually hire them? You know, the training aspect that's obviously a big deal when you hire yeah, somebody. I mean. I've, I've had all different types of, of people come into my shop looking to, if, and if we're talking about just the installation side, you know, typically what I do is if they come into my shop and say, Hey, I've, I want to be hired as an installer. I say, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll pay a hundred bucks right now. And I want you to go ahead and I want you to wrap this, this, you know, door for me or something like that. And, uh, if they can't do one door really, really well for a hundred bucks, they're not going to do any doors really, really well for any dollar amount per hour, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, it's, it's kind of one of those things that I, I just kind of try people out, you know, and a lot of times I'll, I'll just take people at their word and, you know, if, if they're performing well, they're performing well and they can stay if they're not performing well for two, three weeks. And I got to kind of move on to the next because, you know, nowadays it's like, you could come in with any amount of Googled images that you want to and say that's your portfolio. But unless I'm going to spend the hours to dig and, and check, I'm, I'm not really going to know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, definitely trying, trying people out is, is one of those things that you kind of have to do when it comes to installers, as far as, you know, how, how to find a, how to find a good guy. If, 
if they come in and they've already sat down and told you that they've taken a training or paid on for themselves to take a training or something like that, then th- those are the people I'm going to lean, lean on more, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, you know what the music means. Our time is up. All right. But I, I feel like Adam, that we've barely scratched the surface here. In other words, we kind of talked about some big picture stuff. What's been going yeah. on in the industry, you know, some of what your response has been to that. And, I think it's been valuable and helpful, but I'd like to bring you back on board um, next month in January and, you know, discuss some more specific, drill down a little bit more into your business and some of the things that you've learned, you know, regarding design, pricing, installation. I, I just don't think we got into that stuff as much. So I, I'd like to bring you back. Are you good with that? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I appreciate your time this month. It's the end of the year. So I hope you have a great Christmas and New Year, and uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. Awesome. It was a pleasure being on with you today. Thank you, sir. And thanks again to our guest, Adam Sumner, and to our sponsor, Epson. Look for Rapix Imaging at rapiximaging.com. That's Rapix with an X, by the way. And Epson at epson.com forward slash resin, R-E-S-I-N. Be sure to tune in next month for part two electric boogaloo with Adam as we tap even further into his expertise on pricing, installation design, and more. You'll find perspectives, education, tips, tricks, news, videos, and more all focused on your business and connecting you to experts in the field at graphics-pro.com. And for regional events designed to support and strengthen your business, go to graphics-pro-expo.com. You can find this podcast at your favorite platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. You can also browse the archives at graphics-pro.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, adios, amigos.